0: Can you believe the Ducks almost pulled out that game yesterday afternoon? In fact, can I share something that is in our Locked on Hosts group chat? Let me share this really fast. Florida has the most shots per game in the NHL. Okay, Jared. New prediction. Florida wins 8-2. Yeah, right. They get 55 shots on goal. Not even joking. Sounds plausible, right? (laughs) <laughs> uh, 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 oh. mm. Yeah, plausible. You're Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. <laughs> oh boy, 55 shots, guys. Hi everyone, welcome to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host Jason J.D. Hernandez, I've been covering hockey for over a decade, thanking you for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, yada yada yada. You can follow me at JD. shows Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Let's get started, I probably, you know, I figured I would share that, it's only one part of the group chat, you know, whatever. But of course... Some of the Locked On hosts do have a group chat, and Armando and I had planned on doing a crossover, but he was at the game, and then I worked yesterday's Coachella Valley Firebirds game, hence the jersey that I'm wearing right now. Isn't this nice? I mean, you know, kind of got this from the team. It's really cool. But anyway, I had to work that game. I was listening to two of my favorite radio guys in all the NHL. Got to listen to Steve Carroll and Dan Wood. Love those guys. I would much prefer to listen to a Ducks game at this point than watch the TV games. Nothing like... I mean, Hazy is a homer. A lot of people know that. And Hazy drives a lot of people crazy, myself included. So I love, love the radio guys. Steve and Dan, amazing. So getting to listen to that game on the commute to Palm Desert yesterday was kind of a treat for me and getting to hear their perspective on things. And I kind of want to share a little bit about what they said in general, since I know a lot of listeners on here generally watch the games on TV or they see the highlights on TV, generally don't listen on the radio. And because it was a holiday yesterday, most people were at home and not commuting. So first, they talked a little bit about John Gibson And the workload that he's put in. I mean, I think the term they used is perfect. The workload. He has seen the brunt of action from just about any goaltender this season. And they brought up a stat that I myself have brought up time and time again. Not the amount of games that Gibby has played because he has missed some time. But really, the amount of shots that John Gibson has seen. As you saw in the outset, 55 shots on goal. Gibby was officially credited with 51 saves. Let me repeat that number for you because it's kind of a ludicrous number. John Gibson, once again, 50 plus saves. 51 to be exact. In a loss. Another loss to an Eastern Conference team. The number of shots John Gibson has seen is leading the National Hockey League right now, despite playing fewer games. John Gibson has seen 1,450 shot attempts against him. The next highest, Connor Hellebuck at 1,372, and Hellebuck has played four more games. Gibby has seen that in 39 games. Yeah, he wants to murder someone at this point. Whether it be the defense, whether it be the forwards. I mean, I don't know who he needs to have a little bit of murder against, but it's going to be big. Because right now, he is leading the league in shots against per game. 37.2 shots per game that Gibby is seeing. 37.2. 37.2. It's worse with Dostal, folks. That's sad when Dostal's average is higher right now. And in fact, let me pull up that stat right now just because, you know, for the sake of argument, I got to pull this up. There's been three goalies, Gibby, Stolars, and Dostal. Stolars has seen 494 shots in 19 games, an average of only 26. That's not bad. Lukash Dostal has seen 298 shots in 8 games. 37 and a quarter. Dostal and Gibby are used to this. They're seeing a crap ton of shots per game. Dostal is also used to this in the AHL level as well. Well, what do you mean? I'm glad you asked. Lukash Dostal has seen numerous times where he would get 40, 50 shots on him with the San Diego goals. Because, of course, they like to imitate their team up in Anaheim. San Diego does it. Anaheim does it. They they both do it. So what's been the shot attempts for Dostal? Well, he's seen 1,039 shot attempts in about 34 games. Not even 34 whole games. Games that he started has been 28. So he's seeing about 31 shots per game. But in games that he started, bump that up to 35. So what is really happening with their workload? Well, as I said, a total lack of defense has been evident all season long. John Klingberg, not the best defensive defenseman. He's part of that. <sighs> Fowler, his defense has gone down this season. You also have to keep in mind, the Ducks have been injured severely. And I'm not going to do this today, but I will be doing this soon. I kind of want to do a breakdown on the importance of Jamie Drysdale, who is not going to be coming back this season. There's been no reports of him skating yet. And at this point, with only seven weeks of hockey left, I don't see Jamie Drysdale coming back, nor should he come back. His defense was important for Anaheim. Very important. To lose him was just a travesty. And now we're seeing why. So I think if we have a full season of Drysdale, if the Ducks can get a couple of more defensemen that are capable of blocking a lot of shots, then bring them on. Bring them in. Maybe during this deadline, bring in a couple of defensive pieces that might seem lesser for some teams but could help this Ducks team in the long run. That's what you really want. You want this team to succeed in the long run and make a playoff run. Maybe not next year, but two, three years down the line. You want to see that happen for the Ducks. And the workload is not helping. Gibby, Gibby's got to be tired of this. Just the amount of shots he's seen is is tiring. And it is taxing for any goal turn. I think that's one thing. That Stephen Dan pointed out. Is it can be taxing on a goaltender. I mean in a way. It keeps them active. And it keeps them fresh in a way. But at the same time. The amount of work. That they are putting in. Having to exert their bodies. To go from side to side. Making save after save after save. Eventually. It's going to wear down the body. As the season goes on. And that was something. That both those guys really wanted to convey to the listening audience is that it does, it does take a tax on you. It is tolling on you. So maybe it's time to pull the ripcord on this one. You know, if the ducks are not going to trade John Gibson, maybe play him once every three games and leave it at that. That's it. Because you cannot do this to John Gibson in his long term as well. You want him to have long-term success so that's kind of my two cents on that 55 shots like like I kind of half jokingly said that in the group chat like watch him get 55 shots I said it half serious half joking not realizing wow that was actually gonna happen (laughs) Uh... all right we're gonna head to the first intermission talk about this game And how it went down. So, stay locked in. But first, let's talk about FanDuel, the official sportsbook of TLOPN. And the midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet of up to 1000 bucks back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And you can bet on the money line. You could bet on parlays. Whatever you want to bet on, FanDuel has it. It lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss out on the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. All right, so how did the game actually go down? Um, Not good if you're an Anaheim Ducks fan. It got off to a good start, and this was when I happened to be home. So just to kind of peel back the curtain, um, I drive out to Palm Desert to do public address for the Coachella Valley Firebirds, a job that I really love. And getting to do that is a dream. I didn't like that it was a 10 a.m. start because I had to get ready early in the morning and I purposely got up early so I could actually watch some of the Ducks game instead of having to like get ready during the game. So I got dressed, got ready. I was watching by 10 a.m. and I saw that whole first period. This was some of the best hockey that I've seen from the Ducks for an entire period in a long time. A very long time. There were stretches where the Ducks were um, keeping the puck in their own zone for over a minute. This is something the Ducks have not done a whole lot this season is maintain control in their own offensive zone. Generally, throughout this season, they will get a shot or a shot and a rebound, and that is it. And they will have one possession. The puck will be frozen. The goalie will keep it and then they will lose the face-off. You know, something like that will happen generally for this team. It has been like that for all 57 games. And to see the Ducks actually have moments where they kept the puck, but also kept the puck in when it would get to the blue line, that was kind of promising. I actually thought to myself, if they can do this the entire season, they wouldn't have a negative 90-something goal differential. At this point of the season. If they can only maintain puck possession, even if it goes to the neutral zone, but gains possession quickly and gains zone entry right away, they could be successful. That's what that first period was like for the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed seeing the likes of Mason McTavish gain entry. We also saw Adam Henrik. Henrik did a great job just keeping control but also protecting the puck as well. But that's also a veteran move. That's something that the young guys should learn from Henrik. Is using your frame to protect the puck. And Henrik has got a pretty solid frame on him. So he's good at that. Ryan Strom. Strom did that a little bit. did McTavish. That was great to see. And then we saw Fowler. He did a good job keeping the puck in. And you know who else did a pretty decent job of keeping the puck in? Uh, Bolio did decent. But Kevin Shattenkirk. Kevin Shattenkirk did a great job of keeping the puck in the zone. And I know Ducks fans have been generally critical of Kevin Shattenkirk for a lot of reasons. But in in that power play, in the first period, where Shadio was out there, He kept control. He kept the puck in. And that was something that the Ducks have been missing all season long. And to see Shaddy get that assist on the Frank Vitrano power play goal. Chef's kiss. Shattenkirk was one of the guys that made that play along with John Klingberg. Klingberg was good, but this is a point where I need to give praise where praise is due. Shattenkirk was brilliant. For that period, and after a Mason McTavish goal, the Ducks were up two to two to nothing in the first period. They were up two zip, and I get a text saying like it's a two goal lead. They'll blow it. Another message saying like two goal lead. Dot dot dot. Safest lead in hockey. Winky face. Ugh, how right they were. Ugh, can't believe how right that was, because sure enough, the two goal lead. For the ducks not safe because second period, that's when I get in my car. I hear the Eric Stahl goal, the first one. I heard the Mark Stahl goal. Yeah, both stalls got a goal. Woo! So right away it was two to two going into the third period. Then Dmitry Kulikov. And as Steve Carroll said, you love to see a guy like Kulikov get rewarded for having gritty play down like by the blue line, but also having gritty play towards the middle and preventing the defense from getting any kind of possession or getting any kind of good shot. I mean, that's what Steve Carroll was really going on about was about some of those other guys that don't get the credit. You know, Dmitry Kulikov, he was getting praised a lot during the broadcast and so was um, Bolieu. Bolu was getting a lot of credit uh, he had a pretty solid game in general. So, like you like seeing those guys get the goals. And then, just like a minute later, Ryan Lomberg tied it up for the Panthers at three goals apiece. Oh, dang. So, of course, we go into overtime. The Ducks have been generally okay in overtime. And I'll peel back the curtain even more. I didn't actually hear the overtime. Because I had gotten to Palm Desert, I had to get ready, I had to prepare. So I kind of like watched it on my phone and saw the Verhage goal. Yeah, that was not a good sequence by the Ducks. So Verhage scored his 30th, the game winner in overtime. Ducks lose 4-3 in overtime. But the good news for fans of the tank is the Ducks only got 1 point. And because they only got 1 point... They still have, as of right now, the worst record in the National Hockey League, meaning they have the best odds to get Connor Bedard in this year's NHL Draft Lottery. So a lot to take away just from the entirety of you have these guys that have played good, that are rewarded finally, the power play looking pretty solid in this game, and Shattenkirk having a decent game. Yeah, how about that? All right. One more thing that I want to talk about, but we'll get to that momentarily. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. That's right. Athletic Greens is a product that I've used, and I began taking it because, you know, I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy. hate taking pills. And especially when it was marathon time, I went full in. I went all in on Athletic Greens, and I think it helped me a lot. It helped me the morning of the marathon. It gave me that little boost of energy that I needed to get off to a great start at the marathon. So I recommend it in that regard alone. And Athletic Greens has been rated over 7,000 times with a five-star rating, and it's recommended by pro athletes and even amateur athletes like myself. So if you want to try it for yourself, Right now is the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day and that's it. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So before we wrap up this particular podcast, I talked about Shattenkirk, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about just... The number of block shots that the Ducks have been getting this season. Not many. Not many block shots. This is kind of. I mean, there's a lot of block shots, but there could be more. The Ducks did have 24 blocks to Florida's 10. And even then, it feels like there could be more. It feels like there could be more opportunities. Where the Ducks don't get out of the way. And let the shots just kind of go past them. And that goes into the missed shot category. Which the Ducks have allowed a ton of this season. Maybe not a humongous problem. But definitely an issue for the Ducks in general this season. Not a promising sign. In fact, let me go over the shot attempts on this game. Because, you know, it was ridiculous. The Ducks... Had 94 shot attempts. 94 to 45. Yeah, they allowed 94. And the Ducks only had 45 themselves. The Corsi numbers are not good for the Ducks this season. They're getting a lot of block shots, sure. But they're also allowing way too many shots. It it should be more blocks. For me to say that there should be more blocked shots is kind of an understatement. And the Ducks have to do the same thing on the rest of this road trip. I mean, this was probably their best chance to get a win on this road trip. Easily their best chance. Because now they got to go to Tampa Bay and try to rebound from that. Also, the back end of a back-to-back against the three-time Defending East champions. Good luck. Then, the Ducks have Alexander Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals. This one's going to be tough. That's going to be really, really tough. Also, it was reported that Alex Ovechkin is flying back from Russia today. Today, Tuesday. Tuesday. So Ovechkin is flying back as we speak. Uh, The latest report I heard is that he's likely not going to make Washington's next game. Which is, ironically, today against Detroit. That game is in a few hours. I don't think Ovi's going to make that game. I haven't heard any indication that he's going to play tonight. So that means that his first game back, after dealing with his father's death will be that Thursday game against Anaheim. Alex Ovechkin is confirmed to miss his fourth straight game tonight. Just just came over. So he's not going to play. He's likely going to return on Thursday. Imagine the emotion that Alex Ovechkin is going to have when he plays for the first time Thursday, more than likely, against the Ducks. I can almost guarantee that he's going to score a score a goal for his dad on that game. So I don't see the Ducks winning that game against the Capitals on Thursday. Then they got to play the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday. Carolina just had an emotional win in their stadium series game. They're looking very good. They are the best team in the Met Division. They really are the best team. Not New Jersey. Not the Rangers, it's Carolina. The Ducks might be able to squeak out one more point on this road trip, and that's it. Maybe. But it's good for the tank, right? It's very good for the tank. So that's what we have coming up. All right, that's going to do it for this podcast. Um, Once again, thanks for watching. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., Uh, Also on YouTube and on Amazon Music, so check it out. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. You could drop me a line by emailing me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the afternoon. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together.